Hey there, welcome back to Tweet Trends. Today, I am so excited. I have a guest that I've been chatting with for quite some time now over email, and it was it was time. It was time for us to get here, get on the show, and have this discussion. I'll, let me tell you about him first. Let me let me not spoil it. So, he is a Guinness Book of World Records holder. And so honestly, we're probably going to have to talk about this because it's in speed golf. He has the fastest single hole of golf played. He's a former professional triathlete with, get this, 31 worldwide event wins. 31. That to me is amazing. Like you get one and you're patting yourself on the back. I you get over 30 and it's like, oh my gosh, how crazy is that? But that's not it. He is a high jumper in the master's level. So if you don't know anything about track and field, I'm going to need you to look up information about track and field to see what the high jump actually is. And then you will know how amazing this man is because who's doing that you it's easy for these young kids to do the high jump in my opinion because they're limber and look we got stretch here he he can do it all so but hold on i'm not done yet he has a podcast it's the b-rad podcast where he covers health and fitness peak performance happiness longevity and we're going to touch on this too the emphasis is on releasing self-esteem as it's related to performance. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to talk to me about that because that's me. I, I struggle with that. Mm. So I said all of that to introduce my amazing guest today, Mr. Brad Kern. Hey, how you doing, Brad? Yvette, wow, what an intro. Uh, as as your listeners know, you're a live wire. You're one of a kind. I, I could feel it as soon as we exchange a few emails. This girl had some spice. She had some energy. And so what an honor to be on your show. I can't wait to get into it. Well, I'm I'm telling you, just the the back and forth that we had going with the emails, I was like, you know what? We need to have this on the record. It needs to be an on-the-record conversation because this is too good to have alone in the email sphere. So what we're going to be talking about is fitness goals and setting yourself up for success now. Because with this being November, a lot of people are in the process of making their their New Year's resolutions. Like come January, this is what I'm going to do. And why wait? Why are we waiting? We need to go ahead and do this now. So in talking to you, I realize you're probably one of the best people to have this conversation with. Oh, thanks. And right now, 2022 is a tough time because there's so many distractions and there's so many things that have uh, forced their way into modern life. And they set us up to kind of uh, go on a, a slippery slide down to convenience, comfort, luxury, and, and losing uh, that tremendously important aspect of being human, which is moving frequently throughout the day and keeping in shape, especially as the years go by. And now we're so accustomed to the aging process and the average rate of aging and decline that we've come to view all these things as normal. And so we all tell our stories. Uh, back in the day, I was a big athlete. I could have made the pros, but I hurt my right shoulder and all that nonsense. And then we sit on the couch and watch everybody perform on the weekend uh, you know, for hours and hours. And so 
Um, that's what I'm all about. I try to emphasize this theme in my podcast and in, in the stuff that I contribute on the uh, social media that um, it's it's important to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life and have something that gives you an edge and puts you in a competitive setting, even if you're just competitive with yourself and you have a goal of climbing the the, the high uh, mountain in your area in the summer or uh, anything that it anything that could be that gets you excited and gets you accountable and focused to do something toward your fitness and your longevity every single day. So everything you said just now, yes, we need to get that in a book somewhere because I know a lot of those people and I'm not going to, maybe I kind of sort of might have fallen into that trap as well. You know, what I used to do, what I could do, um, what I want to do, but we all know that you have to put the energy towards it. You have to be dedicated and I think that's where where a lot of us kind of fall short. We're so busy being busy that we don't take the time for ourselves. Mm. Yeah, and I'm going to blame, I'm going to put some an intense blame on the fitness industry in general, because I think what's happened is we've glorified and turned this into a marketing machine where we glorify pain and suffering and uh, struggling and that's how you get fit. And so we really want to make sure you're sweaty and you're there every single day and you show up at 6 a.m. Otherwise, you're cast aside as a lazy uh, modern human. And it's all the a lot of the mainstream programming has these elements and these attributes to it where it's, you know, a workout that really pushes you and challenges you and knocks your knocks you on your butt. And the next day you're sore. And there's a certain segment of the population that gets off on that. And these are the people that are left when the smoke is clearing and they're doing fantastic. Congratulations to all of, all of you in that small percentage, that small slice of the pie of what most people are all about. And so if you're not extremely devoted to fitness and you live and breathe this stuff and your social outlet is the, the running club or the gym, um, that's fine. You're allowed to live a normal, everyday, healthy, happy, balanced life. But I think the message that has to come out is that getting fit and getting really fit does not take that much time and it does not require struggling and suffering. It just requires uh, finding things that you enjoy yourself and performing within your level of capability so that you're not straining and overstressing your body and feeling depleted and exhausted after workouts. I checked you out on YouTube on it's it was the um, Primal Kitchen video where you did your morning routine. And it was so funny because like you were in the bed and you're <laughs> like, hey, this is what I do. And looking at it, it was kind of like, oh, that's real simple. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's try that. And so I started it. Right on. I realized on day one that doing 30 reps was not going to happen. Like, but. I toned it down for where I was. I did 10 for each thing. And when I tell you the, this is still in the bed. So trying to explain to people that haven't seen this yet, and you're going to need to check it out. But I was in the bed. I went through the routine um, and I actually did all of it. I didn't even go to the floor to do the bridge because I did I didn't go up to my hands. I just did from my back. But um 
when I got out of the bed, I was ready to start my day. Like I was awake and ready and it wasn't the whole groggy, like, oh, stumble to the bathroom type thing. It was like, oh, all right, let's get the day going. And it felt really good to do that. Wow. I'm so happy to talk about this subject. And there's actually two videos on YouTube, one's from 2017, and then I have one from 2020, and it's kind of my updated morning routine. And so the story starts like this. Uh, as you as you read at the start, I'm a lifelong athlete. I have all these competitive things I do, the speed golf and the, the track and field events. And so uh, working out and getting my training sessions in is not a needs to improve area in my life. It never has been, right? I'm, I'm athletics. I, I live and breathe this stuff. So I know most people don't need to relate to that. But I realized after a while that my, my sprint workouts especially were so tough that they beat me up for a couple of days after. And it was because I wasn't really approximating what I was doing out there on the track every Tuesday, the rest of the week, because you have to rest, you can't be going and sprinting every day. And then I'd go sprint and I'd wake up the next day and my calves would be tight and my lower back and this and that. So I said, what if I did something every single day that kind of conditioned my body to absorb the punishment from sprinting a little better and high jumping too is really stressful to the body. And so that's when I, uh, before I got out of bed, I would start whipping my legs in the air and, and swinging them around and doing these things. Um, and so it started with a really simple commitment to just swing my legs around in bed for 12 minutes before I, you know, went off to my day. Mm -hmm. And I started to build some momentum and actually enjoy it. And like you said, you kind of feel awakened if you move your body for a few minutes, uh, right when you wake up rather than reach for the phone or go uh, shuffle down to the, um, kitchen and make some coffee or whatever most people do. And so I started to build a streak where I did it every single day and I was proud of it. And I felt like it was a great start to my day. And so what happened over five years time now, it's almost six years streak where I haven't missed a single day is I changed and altered the routine to make it a little more ambitious, a little more difficult and adding some important exercises that I deem to be really good for what my particular goals were. So today it's a minimum of 40 minutes and the sequences that I perform are actually pretty challenging. But for me, it's not that challenging because I do it every single day. So what's happened without even thinking about it is that I've dramatically elevated my fitness platform from which I launch my actual workouts. Cause I don't even call this a workout. I don't call it anything. It's just my morning exercise routine. That's part of my day now. And so it's been wired so strongly into habit that it doesn't require any motivation. It doesn't require any thought. It doesn't require any creativity. Like I'm not deciding what I'm going to do today. Should I bike? Should I run? Should I do my stretches? It's the same exact sequence as I specified on the video. It's like here I do 40 of these hamstring kickouts, 40 on the other side, 20 frog kicks forward, 20 frog kicks backward, 20 scissors. And so my brain kind of goes into this uh, sort of a meditative state where it's a beautiful way to start the day where I'm just looking at the trees. I always do it outside, unlike the first video where I'm in bed. <laughs> um, finally, my my wife, Mia Moore, is like, okay, well, uh, what about me? You know, do I have to get out of bed when you start your thing? No, no, no. So um, I go outside, I hit the deck, I'm getting fresh air, I'm getting direct sun exposure to my face, which is really important in the morning. Not sunlight, but just light uh, to set my hormones, even if it's a cloudy day. So you have to get outdoors into fresh air. And I do it very first thing 
just about every day and my streak is off and running and boy, it's just, it's been life-changing even for someone like me, who's an athlete, it's put me to a whole different level. And arguably I have developed the focus and discipline and resilience against other forms of stress and distraction, because at least I can count on myself. The first 40 minutes of the day are dedicated to this sequence. And I want that to carry over into my discipline against looking at my email inbox when I'm supposed to be working on my book project or whatever. And I give myself an A plus for the morning routine and the commitment and the six year streak, and maybe a C plus or maybe worse sometimes when there are other things that kind of draw me off my best laid plans for the day. But it's a nice way to kind of put yourself into another category of someone who can you know, do something that's proactive. It's, it's a vote for your own health, uh, for your own personal time. And again, I don't want people to misunderstand Brad Kern's bragging about his 40 minute chunk. That's a huge chunk to devote every single morning. And a lot of times I have kind of a stressful, you know, my, my days getting uh, really um, catching up to me and the 40 minutes is, you know, kind of a hassle a little bit, but I still do it or I'll have to do it. You know, if I take a flight early in the morning, I'll do it later. But um, if you can say five minutes is what you have to devote to your morning exercise routine, that's fantastic. Cause I know the kids are getting up and they're looking for their waffles and the bus is coming at a certain time. And so a five minute movement session, the first thing you do upon awakening can be life-changing and it will give you that little boost in energy and alertness. That's way better than any, any other thing you can do, including coffee. Any last words for the listeners? Anything, especially going into this holiday season, food is going to be everywhere. Go enjoy the heck out of your Thanksgiving dinner. But there are ways to navigate this so smoothly to where you can load up on as much turkey and, uh, you know, freshly made side dishes and just stay away from running down to the store and buying a pumpkin pie and looking on the side with all these ingredients, preservatives, industrial seed oils, make it yourself, get the cans of pumpkin and some eggs and make the crust yourself. I used to uh, blend up in the puree, uh, you know, crushed up nuts to make the crust for my, my pies. And so you can make, uh, you know, celebration foods just with a little more intention and making some wiser choices with uh, the various, the brands and the various options. So it's just kind of stepping up a little bit to have a wonderful Thanksgiving and Christmas celebration. But if you find yourself reaching for um, treats and sweets and processed foods, this is an indication that something's wrong inside your body. And so we want to like back up a little bit. And you mentioned that video where I'm showing myself eating a bunch of fresh fruit in the morning and a huge protein smoothie. If I can fuel myself with good energy in the morning, it's just like my morning exercise routine. I'm setting myself up for a day of making good eating decisions because I'm not desperate in a tailspin feeling all those symptoms of brain fog and cranky and moody because my energy production is, uh, has been compromised by a crappy breakfast. So um, don't ever think about uh, deprivation restriction and eating fewer calories because you're so frustrated because you've gained a few pounds for the holidays. It's not about that. All the research validates that if you stop, if you eat fewer calories, your body will just slow down and you'll have worse workouts and it'll take you longer and you'll feel more tired. Your body will conserve energy. But if you can consume more of the nutritious foods and get that other stuff out of the, out of the picture, that's when you can like 
uh, elevate to a higher level of energy and, and vitality and functioning. So the last words for the listeners is clean up your diet and make a commitment to move five minutes to start your day every single day. That's bite size. And then I'll be back on the show in six months and we'll cover a bunch of other stuff. But those two things, boy, pretty, pretty simple and doable for everybody. All right. Well, Brad, thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to lots of other chats with you because you've got great information. You've got great energy. And I don't know if it comes from your morning routine or what you're eating or just you're just a great person in general. But I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Me too, Yvette. Keep up the great work with your show and uh, love to come back anytime.